Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. USA! USA! Shot clock turned off. Calvary. Hall. Eight to shoot. Hall. The runner! Loose ball! It's good! Williams Goss comes out of the pack. Matthews for three. It's time for Zag's Hoop Talk with Jack and Zach on the Believe Podcast Network. Oh, wow. Here's Jack Ferris. They found mold in my apartment. And Rob Zachary. All I was thinking about is, like, how do you know what things to use to wipe? Believe in the Zags. He's Rob Zachary. I'm Jack Ferris. Tommy? Tommy. Tommy. Tommy boy. Tommy boy. Tommy boy. Man. Don't. Are we going to go right into it like that? Are we going to start our show like that? I mean, I don't know where. I mean, listen. um, How about we talk about the weather, Jack? It's beautiful here in Spokane right now. Dude, I'm looking out my window right now. It is gorgeous. And as I look out my window, I'm just noticing a giant spider web in the upper left corner. That's not. These are the things guys don't notice. I I don't want to sound chauvinistic, even though most people think I am, but women just clean better. Dude, you said to me, and the context isn't important, but you said to me when I was in Spokane in December, when we were having a lovely lunch at the casino, like, yeah. like guys do, you said there's nothing like a woman's energy, which of all, of all the wisdom you've shared on this show that might be tops because there isn't no and i don't want to sound soft but but at the same time a woman's energy is just so powerful and and what they bring to just the the whole house or just your environment whether yes i'm not trying to be again chauvinistic but like just tidying up there's yeah. certain places you just don't think about cleaning that a woman cleans right I'm sorry right and and, and are you talking I mean, about in the house or yeah. on the human body oh <laughs> i can't reach my back but okay um but yes there's just there's something about a woman's energy that you just you can't replace it with anything else that's right and they make the best sandwiches Yes, hands down. Peanut butter jellies, the jelly never runs out. It always just stays. It's a lot of jelly, but it always just stays in the bread. That's important. Obviously. Oh, dude, you got to do, you got to do. Obviously, we're joking. Women are awesome. Thank you for listening, women. I, I'm um, giving them praise right now. It's not like we're being sarcastic here. I'm dude, giving them mad praise. PB and J, though, as we continue to kick the can of, uh, of, of Tommy down the road, mm. PB and J, you got to go peanut butter on both slices of bread jelly and or jam in the middle so then the peanut butter acts like a sealant so it's not getting through the bread you know now how did you master that just over years of going and practicing your craft of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches you want to know the truth i actually learned it from remember the show ice road truckers yes 
Oh, <laughs> this is going to sound bad, but it's true. The only female driver uh, made PB&J sandwiches, and she's the one that taught me how to do it on the show. I'm going to do a PB&J after this show. PB&J sounds good. Yeah, um, Lots of news to get to. We're going to cover Tommy extensively. Uh, phenomenal, phenomenal hire by Arizona, our de facto non-conference rival. I mean, Arizona is, you would agree, our number one outside of conference rival, right? They have to be. I, I was just talking to somebody about this today. Um, Mayor Kip. Mayor was, Kip? Yeah, Mayor Kip. I was um, talking about how Arizona is the last team on the West Coast to win a national championship. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. 1997. That is, it's truly incredible how, and what's incredible about Arizona is like none of these kids today know anything about Lute Olson. No, no. But well, Lute just, Olson was, I believe Lute Olson, Lute Olson's last year was our freshman year in college. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And so no, none of these guys know anything, but he created like this brand of Arizona basketball that. I think has just maintained and like multiple coaches have tried to keep it up, but they've never been able to Miller had to cheat to keep it up. Hey, but you know, but the, it's just this brand that guys are just gravitating to. Plus it's in Tucson. It's It's in Tucson. Yeah. Since, since loot left, Arizona hasn't been completely right. Um, there was like a Kevin O'Neill interim situation. Yep. Because Lute Olson like retired but didn't retire, so there right. he kind of kept Arizona uh, in limbo for like a year and a half, two years. And Kevin O'Neill won a little bit when he was there. He thought it was his job. The they said it wasn't. They went with Sean Miller, which Sean Miller looked like a phenomenal hire for a long time. Uh, they were getting unbelievable guys, and then the other shoe fell. This isn't an Arizona podcast, so I won't bore you with that, but we're going to uh, talk about uh, that Tommy hire in a second. I also have some hilarious, mean tweets from Arizona fans, which is, it's just, it's... They're it's, mad? Are they mad? Oh, I would say on Twitter, the majority are good with the hire. Then there's a section of people who are like, meh, let's see how it goes. Then there's like 15% of people who are like, this is the worst hire ever. Like I give it, I give it, I give it 18 months. Okay. We're going to, we're we're, going to get get there. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Uh, Rob also has some basketball news. He wants to share uh, one of the all time great posts of this era. The last of a dying breed, my friend. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. And then, uh, of course, speaking of posts, Omar Ballo seeking the exit from Spokane. But first, Rob. Oh, I hear an ad coming up. Uh, so our good buddy, Bart Murphy, big Chicago White Sox fan. Which is, blows my mind, but okay. And he always texts me when he thinks the White Sox are a lock. Okay. And it's been passed on to his little brother, Jimmy. Jimmy, oh, has, Jimmy has texted God. me twice this year saying, hey, White Sox, lock, do it. Uh, both losses, both big fat losses. Last night, both Bart and Jimmy were at the White Sox game. They went eight nothing, no hitter, and they didn't text me to bet on them. You know what I would have done if they had texted me, Rob? You would have bet on it. I would have gone to betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet all your sports action. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. 
Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, first of all, uh, before we get to Tommy, what day? Well, you you recovered quickly. I will say when we last talked, we Rob and I are recording this right now on Thursday morning. When we last talked Wednesday morning about uh, 36 hours removed from the loss, I was at a bad spot. And it's you well were. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have a voice. I was sad. I prepared nothing. I just rambled on. Sorry to our sponsors that morning. Uh, but I think it was Saturday afternoon when I, when I felt like things were going to be okay again. You got out of the fog. I got out of the fog. I saw, I saw light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. I feel like I have a future again. That's great. No, it, it, well, and I think that's just um, as an athlete, and I tell this to people all the time, and with the higher level athletes, you have to, yes, it hurts. And obviously I didn't play, so it, it won't, it didn't hurt me as bad, but I was still upset. But as an athlete, you have to get over shit quick. Because if you're going to dwell on a play or dwell on something for a long time, then uh, and it's been instilled in, in you for a, as a child when you play basketball. If you miss a shot, you get over it. Next play, next play, next play. So over time, that's just how I've lived my life is, okay, well, things happen, next play. And that's what the game is. Okay, we can't dwell about it. On to the next. Because what is there gonna? What are you gonna do? You're gonna, you're gonna focus on uh, what you did wrong, all this other stuff. When the now is the most important, and getting better for the next season. That's how it. It kind of sounds cold, but at the same time, that's what's been ingrained in players through our whole career. And uh, maybe I'm just rambling, but no, just, no. No, Rob, I agree. I, I th- this, this sounds crazy, but I do think it's hardest being a fan. And I yeah. say that because in 2017, I was at the Final Four, but I was working. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that yep. sucked. Like all my friends rented a house yeah. in Scottsdale. They were partying Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night. And then, you know, I was at some shitty motel in Glendale uh, sharing a room with Dennis Patchen. You know what I mean? shout out to dp i saw him in indianapolis uh but you know it was just a different experience and then in 2017 with the zags like down one with like four minutes to go all my friends are like living and dying on every possession i'm like thinking about my live shot and what i have to do after the game i'm not really processing the game right so then when they do lose i do my work and as soon as the game was over i was like done the next day i woke up and i was fine like i put it behind me right in indianapolis as a fan I was devastated. You know what I mean? So having seen both sides of it, it's fans. You're not, I mean, fan is short for fanatical. There's a reason. There's a reason (laughs) you, you cheer for the highs and you feel so low during the lows. Uh, So I, to your point, Rob, I think there's, there's something to that. God bless the fans. And I, I love, I love being one. It's about right. Yeah. yeah. It's about that. And the, and the purity of basketball and what wins and loss, but that's why we love sports so much in this country is because someone has to win and someone has to lose. And just what it is. No one, no one likes to tie games in football. Who likes that shit? Nope. Nerds. <laughs> no. Stay in Europe. Soccer fans. Um, exactly. 
Okay. Tommy Lloyd. All this right. Was, this was the, getting, long, this this was the longest, uh, you know what, tease. Took about 10 days for them to pull the trigger. Uh, announced yesterday, Wednesday afternoon, Tommy Lloyd, the next coach in Tucson. Your thoughts, Robert Sacre? Well-deserved. Yeah. Extremely well-deserved. I don't think people realize how much he has done for Gonzaga and what he has done. Yes, Coach Few, obviously been there since the beginning and um, has created an amazing program. But Tommy's a couple years behind a little bit, but he has had a huge impact on Gonzaga. And just he, he's turned down other jobs just to stay with Gonzaga. I know he's turned down money to go other places, not as big named, but this is a such a well-deserved um, job for him and I'm just I'm proud to say that I was his recruit and I'm I'm just I'm just so happy for the Lloyds. What was your uh, recruiting experience by Tommy? Dude, he would come up with Liam. Yeah. And visit me. He when would Liam was up. like Liam had to have been like seven, 3 3, okay. <laughs> 3. And I remember Tommy and from the day I met Tommy, he said I was going to be a Zag. And I was like, Tommy, I don't even know where Gonzaga is. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, 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 guys, guys. You know, and I was like, Tommy, where is Spokane? What are you t- like? You're not going to get me. He's like, I promise you, I promise you come here for a visit. You're going to you're going to commit. And I'm like, dude, you're out of your mind. You're like, you're it's not even in my top five. You guys are not even in my top five. Sure. He goes, no, 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 no. Trust me on this, Rob. Just trust me. And I went on an unofficial visit. Dude, I committed the next day. Yeah. yeah. That's and- that, And that's what, that's just how powerful Tommy believes in what he's doing. And hey. I think he's going to translate that into Arizona. It makes me nervous a little bit, but. Again, uh, he deserves it, man. Sure, I'm eager, eager to see how the uh, the staff down there in Tucson shakes out. But uh, your story is one of a number of all time great Zags. Uh, you know, before you, international Ron- guys, it was Ali- um, Roni Turioff, uh, Elias Harris, Kevin Pangos, Kelly Olenek, uh, Shemek Karnowski. I mean, on and on and Sabonis, on we go. Sabonis, yeah. Rui. Uh, it, listen, I. Everyone listening to this knows those players, but it's it's alarming how dumb some of these. Uh, well, well, I shouldn't say them, I shouldn't say dumb. I, I shouldn't say. I'll dumb. give them Bull Kong too. I'll give them Bull, Bull Kong. Kong and Manny Arat, baby. And <laughs> let's not forget about Matisse Merninghoff. Oh, don't go! I don't need to go down that those uh, that road. Okay, about, let's go. How about Kaida? Remember Kaida? What was Kaida's oh, first I, name? Uh, Matisse. Matisse. So we had two Matisses on the yeah, same spot. the exact same, spelt the exact same way, but said differently. Okay. So a couple of misses on Tommy's career, but that's all right. <laughs> um, no, I, again, I call the, uh, internet, the Arizona fans stupid. I don't think they're stupid. I do not because but, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you everything about, you know, name another really good program. I couldn't tell you everything about Baylor's assistant coaches. You know what I mean? It's right. just it's just not on their radar and and so on and so forth. Uh, but to Tommy, his first year at Gonzaga, Rob, 
uh, you mentioned it. He wasn't there for the 99 team, but he was there immediately after yeah. as a GA. And then he was on the staff uh, 2001, I believe, was his first year. I might be a yep. year off. And anyway, Rob, you want to talk about friendships. You want to talk about professional relationships. Think of the battles he's been through with Mark Few, the Hall of Famer, for 20 years by his side. Now, he wasn't always the number one guy behind Mark Few. Uh, you know, I looked at Billy Greer and Leon Rice, both of whom left for coaching opportunities. Uh, but, dude, for the last 10 years or so, it's been Tommy. Yeah, last 100%. 10, from, we've watched this program go from a very good program, a very, very good program, to an absolute elite program in 10 years. And, uh, you know, Tommy has been second in command. We've watched. We've talked about it on this show. We've, If you go back and watch – perfect example the 2003 double overtime game with arizona in salt lake city mark few is hopping around you know he's excited and as he should be like his he's on the precipice of going to another sweet 16 in just his third year of coaching mark few don't hop around anymore brother no (laughs) he is calm cool and collected on that sideline so we have uh if you're listening to this and you've been a fan for you know the 17 18 now 22 year run of gonzaga you've seen that evolution and Tommy has been right there with him, steady as a rock. Uh, so, yeah, congratulations to Tommy. Well-deserved. He and- will never know how many jobs he's turned down, but uh, Colorado State was rumored, LMU was rumored. Uh, like, only him and his wife, Chanel, could really probably be able to tell you how many offers they had. But he stuck it out. Uh, he watered the bamboo, Rob, to Talk steal to a me. Robism. And now it's uh, it's growing, and I reluctantly wish – uh, nothing but success to Arizona in the next few years because that's only going to reflect well on on Spokane. I will say this, Rob, before I toss it back to you. Silver lining. What? Tommy is 6'2", six, 6'3", six, yeah. With him not standing next to Mark Few all game long, Mark Few is going to look bigger. Mark Few is not going to look so small. <laughs> that's good. We have that going for us. What if Mark Few wore like some like the like Prince's heels on the sideline <laughs> <laughs> and just like like a long jeans that covered covered the shoes? Yes, so it looked like yes, yeah, like, the yeah, like some big old cowboy boots, but they're like the heels extra. Uh-huh. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, I will say this: uh, twenty four hours ago, Tommy Lloyd didn't have a Wikipedia page, or if he did, it was very very small. You get hired by Arizona, you get a full spread on Wikipedia, pal. A I'm sure. Full spread. Let me see here. It says, according to Wikipedia, he's 6'4", 190. Tommy, we love you. No shot in hell, you're 190. Yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> that is not, not the beers you drink. Like, no shot in sultures hell. or what? I don't know. what. I'm, I'm putting him 215 minimum. <laughs> I'm not saying he's in bad shape, but he like he's a big uh, he's a big man. He's, he's a, a big dude. He's a big man. Yeah, he's absolutely. No, uh, yeah, I, yeah, dude. I'm just so happy for him. And again, one last thing I could say about this is like Tommy was the guy. If you needed to bitch, mm-hmm. he would listen, and he would and he would simple he would simplify things for you as a freshman and sophomore to where. Shit, I was just my freshman year. All I was doing, I would come in late at night and we would just throw the football and I would just catch footballs. I would run the floor and catch footballs all night. 
Yeah. And I was just working on my hands all day, you know? So he likes to just simplify things and make things better. And he was always about improving and helping you improve and, you know, telling you things of what you could do to get better. And sometimes he would drive you crazy because he would tell you something. And then coach few would be like, I didn't, you're not, don't do that. And you're like, Tommy, I'm going to, I swear to God, Tommy, if you set me up again like this, I'm going to kill you. But, uh, but I'm, I will, he's going to be forever missed. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and you brought up a good point there, Rob. Tommy gets a ton of credit and rightfully so for, for finding these diamonds in the rough overseas, be it in Japan or France or Germany, wherever. It's one thing to bring them over. It's quite another thing to help them adapt. Mm. You know, that first year for, say, example, Joel Ayayi coming from a small town in France and you're not playing, you know, how tough is that? Oh, it sucks. So Tommy's kind of like a de facto dad for all these kids. Obviously, the, the whole coaching staff is. But Tommy, I'm sure, feels a certain level of responsibility for being the one to pluck them out of obscurity and bring them down to Spokane. Um, Tommy would have to talk to me about girlfriends I had, make sure I was with the right girlfriend at the time and make sure I wasn't doing something stupid. Like you said, like father figure, man. Yeah. Or at least if you had three or four, help you figure out which one to cut. <laughs> I never had that many at one time. Uh-huh. So I don't know. Uh-huh. So Tommy Lloyd, congratulations. Um, now we're going to get into the, the <laughs> stupid tweet portion of the show. But before that, boy, oh boy, I hear something. I get nervous, Rob. Did you know that about me? Well, what do you get nervous about, Jack? All kinds of stuff. Whether or not Tommy's going to leave, whether or not Tommy's going to stay, if it's going to be Damon Stoudemire, if it's going to be Miles Simon, who knows? I don't relax well. With my crazy life, it's just hard for me to shut off my brain and chill. I overthink, I get easily stressed out, and it effing sucks. So I did my homework and found Sunday Scaries, which are delicious and vitamin-boosted CBD gummies. They've become a must-have in my daily routine, and they chill me out in just about 20 minutes. Don't overdo it. Wait for that 20 minutes to kick in. Then if you feel like you need more, that's just classic edible stuff. Basically, they help me take the edge (laughs) off so I can maintain my composure Live scare free. I got you 25% off to prove it, Rob. Visit sundayscaries.com. Use promo code ZAGS, Z-A-G-S, for your discount. That's promo code ZAGS, Z-A-G-S, for 25% off. Sundayscaries.com. They're effing amazing, and you won't regret joining their squad. Tommy Lloyd joined the squad down in Tucson. It uh, The news was broken by our good buddy, Jeff Goodman, who (laughs) as soon as it broke in our little group chat, I asked him to be on tomorrow. He hasn't responded. I get it. Guys breaking news. If you look at Goodman's Twitter feed right now, it's all over the place, but um, we know where we stand, Jeff Goodman. I will give Goodman credit. He broke the news. And uh, you know, two minutes later, he had a whole article saying how uh, he agreed with the hire uh, you should go check it out, Stadium, or check his Twitter feed. And then he released a Twitter video with an Arizona hat saying he welcomed the hire. Because as we know, Rob, a lot of uh, big-name Arizona alums uh, leading up to yesterday were anti-Tommy and pro-Damon Stoudemire, most notably Gilbert Arenas. Who, yeah, I, Tommy was telling me about that. Dude, Gilbert Arenas... 
is not exactly known for his wise decisions in life. I'll tell you that much. Uh, he got on the podcast with Richard Je uh, Jefferson. And I'll say this about Richard Jefferson. Richard Jefferson has credibility. He's given a ton of money to Arizona. Uh, he's a, he's a well-thought-out dude. On top of his NBA career, he's parlayed that into a very successful uh, media career. His opinion should carry some weight. Gilbert Arenas, not so much. I am maybe... I might be speaking out of turn here, but who cares? It's our podcast. I'm willing to bet Gilbert Arenas has given little to zero dollars back to Arizona. So who is he to chime in as to uh, what the athletic department should do with that vacancy? Uh, Didn't know, he, well, how long was he there for? One year? Was he a one and done? He was there for that 2001 team. And people yeah. are, people always list that 2001 team about how stacked they were, but he was coming off the bench. He like hardly played at Arizona. No, I know. And like I heard he was getting buckets, like basically wearing Chuck Taylors type. Yeah, of I'm sure. Listen, he's a very talented basketball player, but he's just he's a wacko. He's, if you don't know about Gil. Oh, Arenas. I know Gil. I know <laughs> Gil very well. He's 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 crazy, dude. He's legit nuts. But but yeah, on the podcast he goes, um, I don't even want to name that Gonzaga assistant because I don't want to give him that much credibility. Let's not kid ourselves gilbert you just didn't know tommy's name that's what it was <laughs> yeah that, that, yeah yeah he said uh listen you are an assistant you assist and then he said you know damon stoudemire should be the head coach because damon has you know created such a dynasty in stockton with pacific so I almost he's... vomited in my mouth. <laughs> that was his argument. I almost vomit. First of all, you just brought up Stockton. Like it was, uh, I, I got it. We're, we'll just move on. I can't. We can't. I'm not putting any fuel on this fire because I know, I just know Gil and he is a different animal entity. That's for damn sure. So, yeah, Goodman has been uh, pretty close with Gonzaga over his career. Uh, you know, especially in the last 12 to 13 years. So he took it upon himself to shoot a little video, say how he thinks Tommy Lloyd is the right hire, how Damon would have been a good hire. You know, he hit all the right beats, but uh, essentially he did his part to, to calm the upset part of the fan base uh, saying, you know, Tommy's a good guy. He should have success here in Tucson. So are you ready to hear some negative tweets, Rob? Let's go. Again, this... All these NARPs. Again, this was predominantly 60% positive tweets. Then I would say 15 to 20% hey, we'll see tweets. The rest were just like, this is a garbage hire. Yeah, you know, NARPs. I want to hear NARPs. a good NARP, like negative NARP one. Oh, I got plenty. Here we go. Uh, so this is just to give you context, the tweet that came from Goodman yesterday. Breaking. Arizona is set to hire Gonzaga coach in waiting. Tommy Lloyd sources told stadium huge upside terrific recruiter has had major coaching responsibilities with Mark few and helped build the Zags program into what it is literally like one of the first tweets after that from Shangrilesh. Yes. But can he recruit question mark? Dumb. <laughs> okay. Man. Next one. Next one. This is from Davey J Mays. Easy to recruit to the WCC when those players are turned down by Power 5 programs. Now you have to recruit against Pac-12 programs, Grand Canyon University, 
etc. What? <laughs> exactly. What, this what does that mean? What are you you're going against Grand Canyon for recruits? Yeah, Rob. So it's just so you know, according to Davy James, it's easy to recruit to the WCC when those players are turned down by Power Five programs. Okay, that's a sentence that makes sense. Now yeah. Tommy has to recruit against other Pac-12 programs and Grand Canyon University, pal. So okay. I mean, that's a good point. No, oh, yeah, dude, Grand Canyon, <laughs> man. Oh, oh, by the way. His son Liam goes to Grand Canyon. Yeah. Um, moving on. Also, U of A alum here responding to Jeff Goodman. This hire blows. Why fire Sean now? A guy with zero wins to his name is better than the third fastest guy to 300 Pac-12 wins? Question mark. Okay. Point there. Tommy may have zero coaching wins, but he also has zero FBI investigations to his <laughs> Right? He's not he's not on the FBI hot list for no, no, he's not on the no fly list. Yeah. So there's that. Um, this is another one. Massive ceiling, also a massive floor, huge unknown. Unacceptable hire for my alma mater. When you aim low, you hit low. Okay. Okay, well, that is just – I like the whole little metaphor at the end. I, I gave you credit on that, but um, – But he also says huge ceiling, so he, he discounts the whole huge ceiling part. Okay. Right. Um, That's what we're dealing with. The, that to, Yeah, okay. That other guy said, like, Damon should have been the hire. Damon Sotomayor, again, the head coach of your – Pacific Tigers. And then how did the, where did the Tigers end up this season? So, yeah. Damon Stoudemire with uh, two, three years of coaching experience in Stockton, right around 500. Uh, That is a better resume than going to the tournament for 20 years, making the Sweet 16 for the last, what, five, six years. And uh, did we play Pacific in the finals? Well, I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember. Does Pacific even, do they make? Do they win games in the uh, in Vegas in the WCC? Listen, we're not punching down. I don't want to punch down. This is done. No, you know, you, but this is what happens when you read tweets <laughs> like this, Jack. You go, you start getting down to their level, man. It's just funny. It's just funny. I didn't reply to any of these, but I will say the one where um, credit to Zag Twitter, the one where with the Davy J May tweet where he says easy to recruit to the WCC when those players are turned down by P five programs. That guy got one like and like 35 comments and about 17 were from Zag fans. So there you go. Credit to Zag Twitter there. He got ratioed, as the kids say. Ratioed is not good. It's when you get get more comments than likes. Um, Something I learned today, man. This one really sums it up, Rob. This this guy sums it all up. This is like all of Arizona Twitter going to the psychologist. And this this is the bottom bottom line right here can't believe arizona hired a gonzaga assistant that just sounds weird at the moment u of a is not the power on the west coast that it once was that sums it up i was gonna say that right there is the opinion like why why we're the best on the west coast it i agree rob and i and probably maybe kids a, a few years younger than us agree arizona hiring a Gonzaga assistant sounds weird, but if you've been paying attention to basketball for the last 10 years, it doesn't sound weird at all. Arizona has not won an NC2A tournament game 
since 2017, Rob. Four years. It's been that long. Four years. With DeAndre 18, DeAndre 18. With DeAndre Ayton in 2018, they lost to Albany in the first round. They haven't won a tournament game in four years. But all these, all these people in Tucson, Phoenix, I mean, actually, Arizona fans are everywhere, so who knows, all over the West Coast. They are used to Arizona basketball being a bright spot in their lives, and right now it's a dark time relatively in Tucson, and they are lashing out because they thought Steve Kerr should have walked away from the Warriors and, and led the Is that really guys. what someone thought? No, but I, a lot I of these people... Would, I have an idea that, of it. But that's that's where these people were aiming. You know what I mean? That's the delusion we're dealing with. Oh, man. So anything short of another Hall of Fame coach, anything short of... like They honestly thought Mark Few sh- should have left Spokane, I'm sure. You know? Like, that's the delusion we're dealing with. Yeah, I know. It's crazy to me. It's some people... It, it, it's really mind-boggling to me how people like think sometimes, and I think outside the box a lot too. I get it, but damn, yeah. Like, Again, guys, ugh, I don't know. Most of these tweets were positive, but some of these, and the, I, I looked for tweets for negative tweets for all of like ten minutes, Rob, as we were waiting waiting to record, and I got those but, five. Was two thousand and one the last time Arizona was in the Final Four? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Correct. Yeah. Again, the crypto biz. Shout out crypto biz. He sums it all up. He sums it all up for the Arizona haters. Can't believe Arizona hired a Gonzaga assistant. That just sounds weird. At the moment, U of A is not the power on the West Coast that it once was. Damn. We play Arizona this year in the kennel. We're supposed to. That was supposed to happen this past year. Everything got pushed back a year, you would think. Uh, so you would think Tommy Lloyd and the Cats would be back up in the McCarthy Center, McCarthy Athletic Center, excuse me, uh, come December. We'll see how that shakes out. Uh, I'm seeing reports that Tommy will sign a five-year deal. Congratulations. Congratulations. Money, 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 money. Uh, he's worked for a private school for the last 20 years, so his salary has been secret. According to Greg Henson down in Arizona, uh, he's a rider in Tucson. Tommy was making close to a million bucks a year in Arizona, which would make him one of the highest paid assistants in college basketball, which sounds about right. Um, but now guess what, Tommy, you're going to a public school. We going to know how much money you're making. Bingo. We're going to know pal. I knew how much he was working in, in working in the, uh, athletic oh, department but I'm i sure. just don't want to throw that out there. My man. I'm sure. Am I, are we in the ballpark? 800, 800 grand ish. Hmm ballpark <laughs> yep 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 uh so yeah before we move on rob any uh, uh any thoughts no. no i'm just very happy like i said well deserved well deserved you know it it's gonna spice up the rivalry that's for sure 100 percent. that's for sure hopefully we 100%. see them in december we should uh, and hopefully we play them in the tournament. We haven't played them in the tournament in quite some time. We were supposed to in 2017, but they couldn't get past Xavier. Mm. Sorry. That was the last time. Oh, by the way, 2017, that uh, the Wildcats won a basketball game in the tournament. Since then, we've been to two Final Fours. Anywho, uh, Rob, you have some, you have some new Dude. some things you want to share on a legend. I'm just getting this off my chest. Yeah. LaMarcus Aldridge is retiring. 
the last of a dying breed of post score is out of the league. There, the game is done. Right? The game is not. <laughs> I'm, I don't know how to say it. Uh, yeah, he was my favorite player to watch um, and play against, and to see the last big man to kind of be able to score on the block. And that era is now kind of officially granted. He's kind of been pushed out of in a certain way, but it's, I, I just want to say congratulations to an amazing career and, uh, and what an amazing, like just, I'm just, I'm mind boggled. I'm kind of like torn. I'm like, yeah. I just don't know how to feel. I'm speechless a little bit. First time. Well, by the time you, played LaMarcus you were done being awestruck by guys like I imagine the first time you went up against Tim Duncan you were like what am I doing playing Tim Duncan what was what was the what was your first oh my god I'm in the NBA I can't believe I'm like actually having to defend this guy dude my first reaction was and I always bring this story up but my first game we played the Warriors as a preseason game and I look to they're like Rob you're starting (laughs) I'm like what all right cool and he goes, they're like, you're starting. So I go out and I look to my left to go for jump ball. And there's Steve Nash and Kobe Bryant. I look to my right. There's Metal World Peace and Pal Gasol. And I'm like, I'm out here. <laughs> this is real. Like, I'm not just, I'm not just playing. I'm playing with all stars. How quickly before you like let the nerves die down and you were just playing another game of basketball? Like how, how oh, as soon as the ball game? goes up, as soon yeah. as the ball went up, I think I had 10 points that game right there. Nice. Yeah. You know, no, as soon as the ball goes up, you can't think like that. And you just make sure that you're in the right spot and the right situation to succeed. We had Chris Kamen on over the, uh, over the summer, a very controversial episode. <laughs> oh, I think we might need to get him back. Just oh, summertime so we- for sure. Summertime for yes. sure. Yes. We just need to probably steer clear of some kind of like social injustice <laughs> but uh, it better we Jack, need to we need to make sure like anything bad is like three months in the in the rear view mirror but he said when he was on this show that there was a west coast big superstar who was super overrated and i guessed a bunch of guys but i didn't guess lamarcus aldridge could it have been lamarcus he was talking about who I never thought about. He did play with him in Arizona or in Arizona in uh, Portland? Portland. Yeah. So maybe. Yeah. Yeah. What? Um, uh, do you have a memory of going up against? Dude, okay. So I remember playing well. That was my first real well game. It was against Portland. Um, but I remember, and this is just you know, playing defense or whatnot, this guy came in and had eight straight points on me off the top. Like, I mean, I had a hand in his face. There were no layups. I didn't give him any layups, but this dude hit bam, 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 sub, get him out. I was like, dude, this guy had eight straight in a a matter of like seconds. Mm -hmm. And the dude can just score on the block. Every, the turner, I, I just, would watch game tape of his turnaround. And that's all I watched was his turnaround, his turnaround, high release. He had great touch around the basket. He's just all around a great, uh, great player on the block, man. I, I really took a lot of his stuff and tried to apply it to my game when I got older. In Portland too, you probably had a lot of family and friends there. 
Yep. To embarrass you. <laughs> oh, no. This was when he gave me buckets. It was when he just you know, signed with uh, San Antonio. Oh, perfect. Okay, good. Good, yeah, good, yeah. good. No, no. Trust me. I didn't do that. What's the worst place to play as a player? I know we don't get enough into Rob's NBA career, but guess what? We have all summer. But sometimes yep. these questions just, just come to me. Worst place to play? Like as a city? At not let's we'll get to or, I know, or, I know or so like arena or arena arena facilities everything oh. like distance from the hotel the whole nine. So I would definitely say before Sacramento built this new arena, Sacramento was awful. Yeah, Sac. If you have you ever been to the what is it Cow Palace or whatever? It was the Sleep Train Pavilion for a while. It was all yep. kinds of things. It was Arco for the longest time though. Arco Arena. Now it's. Yep. Now it's the Golden Center, I think. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's in the middle of nowhere. It is. <laughs> it's very it's Sacramento. Uh, facilities were bad. Locker rooms were bad. Oh, dude. The locker room was, I felt like I was in, uh, what's that movie with Jackie Moon? Oh. Semi-pro. <laughs> That's what I felt like when I would walk into that locker room. Things were, deli- oh, it was just, no, no. That one, Sacramento was terrible. Um. Uh, best, best facilities, best experience, best, best. Um, you know, door to door hotel to facility, practice facility, Ooh. shoot around, etc. And is oh. is and when it comes to food, do they f- is do they make yeah, food? Available? So we would always have after shoot around, we'd have a team brunch. So we'd have breakfast, but then they'd have pasta if you like pasta too. It would be like this massive team brunch. Always had bacon. Always that, had bacon. And that was up to the team or the That was the team. That was always up to our team. Our oh, okay. Team. Got it. Got it. Got it. So they it was and sometimes we'd have bacon and uh, and then sometimes we'd have scallops with that too. Oh. Scallops. Oh man. That I do dude, I was eating all the time. You're also you're also running all the time though, dude. I, I think about the amount of calories I had to like just put in my body. It was exhausting just doing that. I've heard that pro athletes, football players, like after and if like after um, training camp uh, practice, like it's work to put food in your body because you don't. Yeah, because eat, you're already you tired to. from yeah. working out, man. Yeah, you're already and you're like, oh man, I gotta eat more. Damn, I just ate. I feel like I just ate. Uh, but um, best atmosphere, I would say Brooklyn's up there. Brooklyn's up there for sure. I like facilities or facilities. Oh, because and, they they had just gotten the um, and you're in New York. Do you stay in Manhattan and then drive over to Brooklyn? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're in Soho. Soho. I, you know, uh, I've never been to New York. Oh, buddy. I, mean, I I don't know now in this new world we live in, but um, back in the, I had some speakeasies that I would go oh. to, and yeah, no, they were fun. I had this little place. I hope it's still around, man. It's called the uh, uh, something Cantina or something like that, man. Oh, you anyway. know, it's fu- I'm sure too, because you know, listen, you're a seven foot black dude. When you're in Sacramento, when you're in Oklahoma City, even when you're in LA because you're a Laker, people are gonna like identify you as if not a player, Rob Sacre, but an NBA player. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? That oh, I'm how sure, tall are you? You must play basketball. I'm sure that's not happening in Soho. Like no. people could not care less. No, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh, just it's New York. Typical New York. They don't give a shit about you in New York. <laughs> yeah, it's just that atmosphere, you know. Um, but New York's up there. I'm trying to think. Blah, 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 blah. Um, so you would take Brooklyn over the Garden? I like the just the new arena better. Yeah. The Garden is old. It's kind of it's it's the Garden. Don't get me wrong, but it's old and they. They light the court like they did at Staples too, though, right? Because yeah. like yeah. you can't see the. Did you like that or not like that? I didn't mind it. You just kind of, yeah, I. It's just a. You feel like you're on a stage for yeah. sure. Yeah. And for, you you kind of just zone out and like tune out the background. You don't really notice it that much. It's got to be eerie though, because it's loud as hell, obviously. But it's just coming from the darkness. For those of you who don't know, Staples Center and the Garden light the game so that next time I'm actually. It's not a real year in terms of fans, but they light the court like a stage and the audience is black. It's crazy. Yeah. It's c- completely dark. You know, timeouts, they'll raise the lights, et cetera. But I've always thought that'd be really cool. You no, know, because the whole idea is that's the show, right? Yeah. You're yeah. the you're the show, not the people in the crowd, mm-hmm. even though they're there, but you're the show. You're the main event. So they they, they want that that atmosphere where it's it's showtime you know yeah. and they don't want people looking into the crowd oh there's so and so there's so and so in the crowd they want us to they want people to focus on the game so i definitely would say that was uh brooklyn's up there for sure toronto that was always an l you can mark that as an l that was always an l in going to toronto <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, but Oh, man, I, I the experiences got going seeing all these places, man. I'm I'm too blessed, man. Too blessed to stress. Uh, Talk to me. Farewell to Omar Balo. He has entered the transfer portal. Uh, still no news on Chet Holmgren. Fingers crossed that Drew Timmy comes back. It sounds like he is. Uh, so you know a Drew Timmy Chet Holmgren front court tossing a Ben Gregg. Would not be too shabby. We shall see. We shall see. What does Timmy need to work on this summer, Rob? His three. That's okay. it. I was yeah. just talking to somebody about that yesterday, man. He he just needs to work on his three, and he's already got an NBA game when it comes to being able to, the touch and scoring. Okay, athletically, is he going to get a little bit faster, stronger? Probably, but mostly he just needs to focus on his outside game. He's not- got. He can handle the ball. But it's he's got to be a consistent three point shooter. Strength wise, you think he's good? Do you think he needs to bulk up? I don't there? think it's that type of basketball anymore. Yeah, it's a good point. It's, it's good not point. that type of physicality, and he's got the the finishes and the footwork to get around guys. So I think he's great, and he showed that he can play defense, not getting foul trouble. I think it's just really now he's got to prove that he can make that outside shot, and. I just want to go back to the whole Ballo thing. Yeah. Um, I heard that the University of Portland, that once they fired Terry Porter, all of those guys, all 13 went into the portal. <laughs> Damn. That's so here's my thing. It's like, and I'm, I, I hate sounding like this. I, I really hate sounding like this, Jack. But have we gotten to a point where when shit gets tough, you just, you just go, just quit. Is that this era? Is that what this is? When well, coaching, I don't know. Yeah, we. I, I will say for sure because when you were in college, 
if you wanted to transfer, you were punished. You had to sit out a year, no questions asked. It was a few years after you left that, hey, let's do the uh, grad transfer deal, which for those of you who don't know, if you had graduated your, your college, you were free to go anywhere without right. sitting out a year. And it was like a year rental. And the Zags have capitalized on that. We, and I, granted, we capitalized <laughs> for sure. I get that. I, I know we've capitalized on the transfer ship, but I just. No, you're right. You're right. It sucks. It feels like free agency all the time. This dude, is the transfer portal. I, yes, I agree yeah, with you. Dude, and I just am like, I remember going in high school and this, it was, it was like embedded in you this is going to be the most important decision of your life. And you could not screw it up because right. you knew like you had to make a decision and there was no, you couldn't jump ship anywhere and you could, but you're going to miss out a year of eligibility. Right. And if you did jump ship, you had that stigma of the guy that transferred. Like Michael was a great player for Gonzaga, unbelievable player for Gonzaga, probably underrated, but he always had that stigma of being a transfer guy. You well, know what I mean? And you weren't transferring to a, um, a same level program. Granted, Micah, when he transferred, Kansas was Kansas. High. Kansas was Kansas. Yeah. Kansas was Kansas. And Gonzaga wasn't there yet. But at yeah. the same time, when you would transfer at like during our era of school, when you transfer, you were always downgrading. There was no like there was no going up in yeah. the ladder. There was none yeah. of that. You were either going to a D2 school or a, a some cow. Cal State school, you know, like that's yeah. just what it was. So now to see all these guys, it's like, well, shit, man. Like, yeah, things get tough. You got to bite the bullet and go through a little bit of adversity. And that's just, I know I'm speaking, you know, on the bigger scale of things, but at the same time, like, yeah, things get tough. You're going to quit when life gets tough. I don't know. I just, that's just my opinion on it. I agree. I agree. I, I do think when you're 18, 19 years old and one thing goes wrong, you think it's the end of the world. And, you know, we've given these kids the power to to change their circumstances with little to no um, drawback, you know. Right. And if, if you give somebody an excuse, they're going to take it. If you give somebody an out, they're going to take it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, we've been we've capitalized on that in a big way. And I 100 percent. I point to Ryan Woolridge and Admon Gilder, who will be coming on the show. I had them booked to come on the show the day after the Natty. Um, then obviously things didn't go our way. Mm. But uh, they're they're more than down to come on and talk about their decision to transfer to Gonzaga and how different, you know, how, how, how much it rocked their world. Right. Uh, Ryan Woolridge, of course, coming from North Texas. Admon coming from Texas A&M. So talk about, you said back in your day, you didn't, you didn't trade up. They traded up. No, and that, yeah. and like yeah, and they took advantage of their opportunity. But that whole, the the whole era of like it's just it's like you said, it's free agency now. So yeah. it's like where are guys at? Like you don't know where guys are going. And yeah, okay, coach yelled at you, boo hoo. Yeah, gives a damn man. If you if I wouldn't be where I'm at if I had transferred. You know what I'm saying? So like, dude, you just gotta fight through adversity. Look at poor Eastern Washington. They have an unbelievable game that ended up in a loss against Kansas, and now both Groves brothers are being recruited by some of the top-tier programs coast-to-coast. Yeah. That that sucks if you're an Eastern fan. You're like, what? Yeah, so (laughs) what happens to the small schools that do start to build a bit of a program? Yeah, 
Yeah, it's a bummer. I don't know. It, I don't know. That's just where I'm at. Balo, I wish you nothing but the best. Change your body language. You ain't. If you're not going to be with us, I'll tell you the real. You got to change your body language on the, the sideline and lose some damn weight. I'll <laughs> tell you that right now. I, go go run some track. Go do some sprints. Do some lose some body lose some body fat and change your body language. That's all I need to say for you on that. And I wish you nothing but the best. That's good advice, because especially if you have a big body, your body language speaks volumes. Yes. If you're and I got sick of watching that shit on the sideline this year. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> good for I you, was... man. Where was that this season? I get no, I actually get why you don't want to you don't want to be Mr. Negative guy. They are kids. There are kids and I get it, but if you're not with me and I'm trying to build up confidence, you know, I, I won't, I won't break you down, but if you ain't with me, I'll, I'll you against me now. So I'll let you know what you, <laughs> what you need to do right now. So yeah, change your body language, quit moping, whether whatever team you go to, I good, good luck to you, but change, cut that body fat off, get that back strap off you and, uh, you know, start, uh, really changing how you you carry yourself uh later this summer can you fly down to tucson and do a uh, a live show from the new lloyd house because i'm i'm guessing it's not going to be a small house down there in tucson i, I if they want me there well, <laughs> I, here's my thing i would love to do it uh in the winter time yeah you're there you go now you're cooking you know, so then it's not 120 degrees, and I'm I I I want to enjoy my time in Arizona, not be miserable. There you go. Uh, all right, that's all we got. Talk to you next week, Zag Nation. There is good news on the horizon. I'm sure of it. We're out of the fog, Rob. We're out yes, of the sir. fog. We are the fans of one of the greatest programs in college basketball, and uh, let's not forget that. What do you have for us, Mr. Sacre? I do have a good one today. I wrote it down. Here it is. It is. Enjoy the space between where you are and where you are going. From the corner! And it's over! Gonzaga! The flipper still fits! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.